0: Um, did you ever date or talk to any of the players? I hooked up with a couple of players. Why did I not know this? I, looking back, I think I liked the idea of him more than I actually liked him. Your entire outer reality is a reflection of your
1: inner reality. So if you keep attracting the same kind, the same toxic relationship, that is a reflection of whatever's going on inside it.
0: <laughs> okay guys, so welcome back to what now is the Jen Rufo Show. Um I am here with Erica Taylor or Erica Honig because I know you use Erica Honig, but now you're rebranding, I feel like, as Erica Taylor. <laughs> yeah,
1: keeping it so that people can pronounce it. And um yeah, we're just Erica Taylor yeah. at this point.
0: <laughs> Erica Taylor. I'm here with Erica Taylor. Um so she and I go way back. We know each other from our Nets dancing days when we danced from the for the Brooklyn Nets basketball team, how long ago was that? I feel like that was.
1: <laughs> I <laughs> was just thinking that. I think it was between eight and ten years ago. Not yeah, yeah, between eight and ten years ago.
0: Yeah, that's insane. Like that's people yeah, that's like, that's- didn't. <laughs> so- oh, I can't even wrap I my know. mind around that. It feels like another lifetime. Truly, it really does.
1: It really does. I like. It's so weird. Some parts are, I remember like yesterday, and then some parts I definitely completely blocked out.
0: (laughs) There were good parts of that and bad parts for sure. (laughs) Um, So we auditioned the same year, and we were rookies the same year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So what was that like for you? Tell us a little bit about to that point auditioning and then what that experience was like for you dancing for the Nets?
1: Well, I had always, always wanted to dance for the NBA ever since I was. I can remember. I think because one of my dance teachers I really looked up to, she danced for the 76ers and I was always like that was my, my number one goal. As soon as I turn 18, I'm going to audition for the NBA. Aww. And so... Uh, I did at the time I was, when I turned 18, I auditioned for, I auditioned for every single team, like three times. <laughs> Nets. Yeah. I Well, I had an audition for the Nets because I was going to school in Philly.
0: Okay. What teams did you audition for? Like Knicks? It was Knicks Philly? and
1: the 76ers. And what? The, Knicks and the 76ers. And the 76ers. Okay. Because I was going, I was in college down the street from the Sixers and so yeah I auditioned for them and the Knicks I think twice and then I was like by the time I ended up at the Nets audition I was like F this this is just for fun for practice for next year because there's no way I'm gonna make the Nets I remember them being like very exclusive and it was like known to be hard because there wasn't girls never really left so they weren't really choosing and hiring new women and I was like, there's no way I'm making this team. So, of course, going in with that mindset, that's the team I ended up making. But yeah, I loved loved
0: it. The Nets was a really cool experience. I remember I auditioned for the Knicks once and they didn't give me like a bracelet, like the first time around, because, you know, like, How it normally works is they like weed people out. It's like a big cattle call, like thousands and thousands of girls show up. And just to like weed it down, like you go across the floor two at a time. And if you get a bracelet at the end of the line, you stay. And if you You don't, don't, you have have to to go go home. So I went down the first time for the Knicks and I didn't get a bracelet. And I was like, fuck this, I'm going again. So I like got back in line. (laughs) Like I snuck back in line. I'm like, and I went again and I got the bracelet, but the Knicks is interesting. I feel like the Knicks and Nets dancers are very, very different. Um, Brooklyn is way more like swaggy and hip-hop. And um, how would you describe I feel like the only way to describe the Knicks is like uptight and white.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they're like a Broadway show.
0: Yeah. <laughs> they're
1: very, <laughs> of the rock. Like they're very... I feel like they used to dabble into more urban routines and whatnot, but now they're like strictly a Broadway show, but I feel like when we were on the Nets, it was the best year possible because we were uh, on it during the transition between New Jersey Nets and Brooklyn Nets. So it was really, I feel like in Jersey, we were a little more um, versatile and we had those jazz routines and, and numbers like that. And then when we were in Brooklyn, it was strictly like hip hop.
0: That's true. But we did have like all sorts of culture nights. Like we had like Asian culture night, Um, Latin nights. Like we had all of these nights and we would dance in that specific genre. So it was really cool that we got to do that. I think it it cut off, it cut off a little bit before for some reason, but what she said was that the Knicks are kind of more like the Rockettes and it's more just like, yeah, like you said, really structured and like clean and. Yes. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so that was a really cool experience. How many years did you do it for? I only did two seasons. Oh, you did two. Okay. So I remember I left halfway through my fourth season because I was like, really? I didn't finish the year. I didn't. I left halfway through. I was just fed up. I was fed up. It was my second season. I was like, that's when I moved to LA. I was like, I need to get (laughs) a far away as this place as possible because there is a lot of good to it and I have to say like I'm really grateful for the whole experience dancing for the nuts I did it my senior year of college and then four years after that or three years after that I guess but it was cool and I was I'm grateful because I got to travel with like the dung team and stuff like that but there was a lot of negative things too like after oh, yeah. every practice well at the end of every practice we had to strip down into our booty shorts and sports bras so they can assess our bodies.
1: Yeah, we had evals. evals. Um, oh God, they, the thought of that uh, eval night, I remember they were like, every Thursday night we had um, someone evaluate us on our physical fitness and we got a number between one and five on our physical fitness. And that was, that was those years were traumatic.
0: Yeah, because here's the thing. I get that it is a business and they want us to look a certain way and like some people would say well that's what you signed up for but like no because they marketed us as athletes who could do all of these different kinds of styles of dance and especially in Brooklyn where everyone is so diverse and stuff like I think that it's beautiful when like you have so many different dancers looking different ways and representing themselves and I think that's really powerful but they wanted us to like fit the mold and i think it's a little bit different now i have to say but when we were there it was not that way very Um, old very they wanted us to have a
1: six-pack and when i was one years old i did not know how to go about doing that the only way i knew about the only way i knew how to do that is to starve myself so i just kept going back to that and obviously that's not sustainable. so i would wait i would look good for auditions and then as soon as i put food in my mouth I would blow up and they would be like, what the hell, this is not how we hired you, which I don't blame them for, but they didn't give us the tools to kind
0: yeah. To they didn't give us the tools. And I remember, and I've said this before on this podcast, but this one time I remember specifically was after uh, probably an eval one night, I got called over by our director and my coach and our coach together and they were like you need to go home and get on the treadmill right now and run and I was like okay why because like if you want me to look a specific way there's like a science to this and like muscle to fat ratio and like there's different ways of doing this than just getting on the treadmill and running to be smaller or less
1: body is so different. I remember they had me train with one of the other girls on the team. She was a trainer. I was training with her. And on top of that, I was eating next to nothing. And I remember after like, I spent so much money on those sessions. And I remember a month went by and I did not lose one pound. And I just was like, well, screw this. I'm not spending this amount on the trainer and eating next to nothing. And on top of that, not seeing results. And I really couldn't figure
0: out why. I didn't know that they made you do that or you know probably like strongly suggested in a way that was like you need to do this or else you're gonna get kicked off the team kind of
1: thing. I was led to feel like I had no choice. I was offended for from games and I was like okay like I take it serious you know this was my first like professional gig and I was like I want to do well of course. I, you think I want to like not feel good in a costume? No I don't want that but I don't know how to not. So, and I took their stupid
0: advice. And what you need to remember is that exercise is stress on your body. So if you're already stressed, and if your coaches and directors are putting so much stress on you to look a certain way, and you're stressing yourself out in your head, exercise only adds more stress. So if you're like in a high stress situation and this isn't everybody, but for me personally, I, my body responds better to like yoga and like exercises that calm me down, not that add more stress to my body. Yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah, everyone's different. It's really interesting. But yeah. <laughs> what is like your biggest memory from the Nets? Cause I know you just said like, based, I, you talked about suspending girls. And I remember, I don't know if it was, our, it must have been our second season because you only did two seasons. They suspended even the captain because they didn't like the way for like the first like five games or something.
1: Everyone at some point, every girl was kind of traumatized with that conversation of being pulled over and, and told, you know, they don't look the same. And I know a lot of us felt the same way, it was just at different point.
0: But <laughs> yeah, I remember one time, um Adair or like our coach or someone came over to me and was like Jen lift your arms up and I was like what so I like lifted my arms up and she was like oh okay you're good P thought she you didn't shave and I was like what the fuck (laughs) yes I shaved (laughs) obviously I shaved like I'm sorry if I have a little razor burn like I'm not fucking perfect (laughs) like what the fuck yeah it was like we
1: were just looked at under this magnifying glass, and it was just it was pretty intense, a lot of pressure. Luckily, I don't think the industry is as
0: bad, but uh, now, I, yeah, now it's a little bit different. I have to say, I think it's a little bit different now. Um, but yeah, that was wild. Um, did you ever date or talk to any of the players because that's something I get asked a lot. Really, yeah, did you? I would have known, I hooked up with a couple of players. Why did I not know this? I kept it really secret, obviously, because like, I, we really weren't allowed to, it was like in our contract that we weren't allowed to like, what's the word? Like frat tonight, whatever it is with the players. So I kept it, but I was like, but I don't believe in double standards. And I'm like, oh, it will make me look bad, but it won't make the player look bad. I was like, no, I have the right to have this experience too, if I want it. So I did it.
1: Yeah, no, actually, the closest I came, well, first of all, there was no really social media then, like, there, I don't think we had Instagram, or it definitely wasn't what it is today, so I don't think it was as easy to, like, get in touch,
0: now, oh, it is so, it's a different world, but I think that's what I did, I think I, like, hit one of them up in a DM or something, I was just like, hey,
1: I don't remember having, or maybe I just didn't, I didn't use it. Was it was very day. new. It was
0: very new still,
1: but um, we're also on it longer than I was, but, um, no, I, I had a mutual friend that was friends with Chris Humphreys, and I remember me, I don't were you there that night? We went to his apartment. Oh no, I wasn't there. <laughs> Who was with yeah, we, you? Um, I think it was Angelica and I don't know. It was a small group. So I was super nervous, but it was a mutual friend that like I had known before making the team and his best friend was Chris Humphreys. Mind you, this was like just after the Kim K breakup. So he was like hot news right. and we went to the apartment. It was just a super chill night. And the next day we were called after rehearsal, the director called us into this little circle and was like, I don't know who, but I know someone hung out with the, do you remember this conversation? I remember this conversation. I thought I, it was me. I thought I, they were talking
0: about me. Oh, <laughs> because I had hooked up with the player. Okay. Well, that's,
1: I, because to this day, Angelica and I were like, yeah, remember that conversation? We were like shitting our pants.
0: Like we can't tell anyone because we have no idea how this but how God. dumb is that, that they, like, you couldn't even go to um, the apartment of, as a friend of one of the players. Like, yeah. that's so fucking stupid. Now, now, in, you're 30, right? So now, like, being out of your 20s, I just turned 30, like, I wish I had the guts and the life experience and, like, oh my God. the strength to just, like, say what I wanted then, what I would say now. Because oh my- holy fucking shit would I put our director in our place and our coach, because it would have been a different. To... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that would not. What did Kim say in that circle? I forget. What did she say? I
1: just remember her saying she didn't know who, but she knows that one of us hung out with a player, and that's completely unacceptable. As soon as she finds out who, you will be fired. And <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god, I'm already like on <laughs> with you guys because I'm fat.
0: You're fat, now we're hanging out with players. It's like, you can't win. It was yeah. just like a big ball of stress, that whole experience. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, no, that's crazy. But I, I feel like for me, for sure, that's definitely like shaped me into who I am today. And like, I've kind of turned it into like being grateful for some of those experiences now. It's like teaching me what not to do if a you know, how not to act, how absolutely. our superiors did. But I mean, there were also a lot of great things. I don't want to like bash the whole experience, yeah. but, but you know, nobody really knows what we went through except us, so it's kind of like interesting to like talk Re- about, relive yeah. it. Um, so after the Nets, you moved to LA to pursue yeah. dance. Is that why you came this way?
1: Yeah, I was just, I always knew I wanted to move to LA. And then once I was like, I thought as soon as I made the Nets, I'm like, oh, I don't know about that LA thing because I'm going to be on this team for years and years and years. But after that second year, I was so ready to be done. And so I went, yeah, I went to to pursue dance.
0: Nice. And how long were you in LA for?
1: Pretty much five years, exactly.
0: And that's where you met your current boyfriend, correct? No, no, no. No? Okay. I-
1: Someone else, a horrible toxic relationship for most of my time in LA. Oh, I I don't know if you went out with. I don't know. He
0: came to the East Coast once, but um, like, how did it start? How did it? How long did it last?
1: Almost my full time in LA, so almost five years. So
0: how did? How does a toxic relationship, and I'm guilty of this too, like allowing it to continue far longer than it should. Like, how did it start? And And maybe you can help someone who's in one now or like. Oh, yeah. What are the red flags? Let's talk about it. I would love to. So we actually met on
1: Tinder. It was like Tinder had just come out. I was brand new to L.A. I knew one girl and I was living with the girl that I knew and she was in a serious relationship. So I basically had knew no one, had all the time in the world. And I was like, I don't care. I'll go on this app. So um, I was like a serial dater. for like a month, had fun. And then this guy that I met, um, he was the first guy that kind of like persisted me. So of course I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go for it. I wanted a boyfriend so bad. I'm just uh-huh. a relationship girl. And I was like super desperado at this point. And my self image was also, I think, at a just an all time low now looking back. but. Basically, yeah, he was the first person to, like, stick around and pursue me. He was also new to L.A., and he is a rocket scientist. He, worked for, he works for SpaceX. So, like, super, super intelligent guy. Um, with that, he just, I think, like, lacks some social <laughs> awareness, and he has a really, really dark side is the best way to describe it. It went on because I was living in LA. And like I said, I didn't really know anyone and I was lonely. So as soon as we met, we started hanging out every single day. And it just moved really fast. We moved in together after like eight or nine of even knowing each other. So that just expedited the relationship even more. And then once we were living together, I was like, I just couldn't imagine leaving the relationship. I really did not think I could be make it on my own at that point. And it was just like toxic in the sense, it was just like the little things like um before leaving the house he would say like um oh you're not gonna put on makeup like just it was little things. Yeah, that just made me feel worthless
0: and like little digs. That just yeah. like added little.
1: up. Digs at with my career, like um I think his intentions were good and he just wanted me to like be somebody and maybe I'm just I'll look at it like that but it was a lot of digs at what I did and being lazy and
0: always having to like be made up for him it felt right. That's, uh, like tro- yeah no see I don't know the intentions thing because maybe but like at some point he has to take um like own how his actions are making you feel and I think that's like a level of emotional intelligence right so it's kind of like it's not okay that he said that stuff
1: yeah he was just
0: he was a Virgo and just oh, I fucking hate Virgos my ex is a Virgo I don't do Virgos
1: so like every he would just pick at everything oh that reminds me of my ex yeah yeah um Typically, I'm a Capricorn. Typically, Virgos and Capricorns get along just fine, but um, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it anymore, and that's why I decided to move from LA because I felt like I could not leave the relationship unless I physically left the entire state. Because again, I just didn't feel strong enough.
0: Yeah, and you know, it's it's interesting because while I I wouldn't necessarily consider myself like a relationship person, like I do enjoy being in a healthy relationship when it's like fun and Mm -hmm. not toxic but I even like it's it's interesting because the old me I want to say did like place my worth on being worthy enough to be loved by someone or to be in a relationship it's like I kind of like wasn't whole without that but now like my first two weeks in LA, like I went crazy dating. And I, I think it was just like the excitement of being here and being new here. And I went crazy. And I actually like did kind of get my heart broken a little bit, like, and it's kind of like silly to say that out loud because it was only like three weeks into being here. But like when you like someone, you like someone, you can't really invest
1: your thoughts and your, your energy
0: yeah. into the, And when it doesn't go as planned or as you hoped, of course it's a heartbreak sure. it doesn't matter looking Long back way. looking back i think i liked the idea of him more than i actually liked him but yeah the but still, like the way he ended it to this day i'm still bitter about it because for, i don't know what it is but i keep matching with comedians like oh I. No. Uh, creatives I have a problem and I talked to my therapist about that I'm like wait do I have a problem he's like you like what you like I'm like okay well if my therapist is saying it's okay then I guess it's okay I definitely have a type it's creatives and not that they're all bad but some of them are and um, it wasn't the fact that he wanted to end it is fine but it's how he did it that really pissed me off he ended it He, I don't know, he had like offered this producer like on our first date. And so then, like three weeks into it, I was like, Oh, by the way, can you connect me to the and he's like, This is why I don't like dating girls in LA. You guys are all the same, you all want something or have an ulterior motive or an incentive. And I'm like, dude, you offered this. Like, I wouldn't have asked if you didn't offer it. Long story short, that rubbed him the wrong way and he wanted to end things. And I was like well is your mind made up or can we like talk this out like adults and his mind was made up but I was like look if I did something that bothered you like I'm always looking to like grow and like evolve so like let's just hash it out and he's like no just change just do better and I was like oh. <laughs> sir <laughs> and he and he got off on the fact that this is how um hurting he is and this is why I won't date anyone with a therapist who doesn't have a therapist anymore because he like got off on the fact that he was able to like I don't know if you can call it breakup if you're not technically dating but he was able to break up with me and he yeah it was like a power move on his part he was like haha like I'm better than you I broke up with you it's like that immature thing and then after that he like threw himself into his like Instagram and now he's like more followers than me and it's like I, like I don't know why that helped him but like you're welcome <laughs> like I don't know <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what
1: it yeah. was. You know what really helped me? Well, I think also with that relationship, my ex, I, I was really scared to be alone. I think a lot of people are really scared and stay in toxic relationships because yeah. of the fear. Of being alone and what you need to understand is that like truly it can sound cheesy but like you have to be so good with yourself before you attract anyone else and the other thing that really helped me is just knowing that like your entire outer reality is a reflection of your inner reality so if you keep attracting the same kind the same toxic relationship that is a reflection of whatever's going on inside. And until you change that, you're going to keep attracting the same
0: kind. 100%. 100%. Because when you know your worth and your value, like, you don't accept that kind of... You
1: won't even match. You won't even make it past, you know, the first sentence. It's not a match for you. And that... I mean, because some people are
0: really good at playing games, especially, like like, this guy, like, really like wined and dined me, like knew exactly what to say. And that's why I have to be careful about people in LA, especially like comedians or actors, because they're really good at like, they're very intuitive and they're really good at telling you exactly what you want to hear. So so it's okay if if you do explore something like that, but as soon as you figure it out, just make sure you pull yourself in it, out of it. Like don't stay in it just because it's easy if yeah. they're not treating you the way you have to be treated that way that when you do
1: heal and fix your inner reality I think that you'll have the confidence to be like oh no guy that's not that's
0: not for sure because like and I also don't think that everyone is looking for necessarily the same thing like some people are just looking to have fun or to hook up or to just like learn explore Date, learn about themselves which is fine but um I, I read this quote recently and, and it was like if you keep attracting people who are emotionally unavailable you might be emotionally unavailable and then I sat there and I thought about it and I was like I actually think I'm not emotionally available right now like I literally am not I am like Want to put everything into my podcast. I want to have fun and explore. And like, I don't know that I actually am ready to jump into something right now. So it's like, okay, sure. like have those experiences, but just don't let it pull you too far that it like pulls you off track or like keep your head on sure. water. Keep your head under. Sure.
1: Also, a lot of people put um, relationships or whoever they're um, have their eyes on, they put it up on this pedestal. And then what happens is, it's like seems so out of reach. Like if this person's up here, you know, how it just, I think, yeah, people need to stop doing that. Stop chasing. Yes.
0: And that's, I am guilty of doing that. I put this guy up on a a pedestal um, way before he deserved to be there. I turned some red flags green and It's like, I always want to believe the best in people and I always want to think people are good, but you, you can't, you actually, it doesn't matter what people say, really focus on their actions and how they're making you feel. And as soon as you realize that they're not up to your standards, like, right. Have a conversation about it or get out, like (laughs) take action. Taking action is number one, number one crazy. It's a crazy world out there. So, okay. So you dated this guy for about five-ish years. Then you guys broke up and you left LA. And after LA, where did you go?
1: I went to Miami. I, um, my sister was living in Miami and I thought, okay, I still need the palm trees. So what's up next? And I thought, okay, my sister's living in there. She was in a two bedroom apartment. I auditioned for I thought I wanted to audition for the Miami Heat dance team,
0: and, and I would
1: use that as a sign. Like, if I make it, I'm meant to go pack my
0: bags, whatever. So that's what happened. I moved. I had a week to move. You made the team for the Miami and, Heat. Yep. And now you're a Miami Heat dancer. And I'm super curious. What is the difference between dancing on the Heat versus the Nets? Well, I had... The Brooklyn. <laughs>
1: yeah. I had a much easier, better experience on the Miami Heat because they're way more laid back. And funny enough, when I was on the Nets, I always looked at the Heat like they're so hot and they're so cool. And like, that's the only other team I never want to be on. And funny now, after being in Miami, all of the Heat girls are like, wow, Brooklyn is so badass and cool. And like, we want to be like them. So it's funny how...
0: Yes, the but I have to say like those are the two top most badass best teams to be on if you're going to be on it an NBA yeah. team unless you want to be like on an uptight and white dance team like the Lakers or the Knicks <laughs> I hate, I hate. <laughs> you want to be swaggy and cool and diverse yeah. you go to Miami or Brooklyn yep. it. so it's funny because
1: yeah when coming to Miami they're all like oh my god you were on Brooklyn like tell me about that um but no, I had a much easier experience. They're way more open with bodies and shapes and sizes. So I never felt that same pressure also helped helping older, but um, yeah. on top, of that, I think there was not
0: nearly as much pressure about, um, you know, the body type and whatnot. Are they, what are the age ranges? Cause I know, it, yeah, <laughs> Big. there's like, could be like 18 year olds, right? So that's what I struggled with my last season. Um,
1: just yeah there's a handful of 18 year olds and it's just the dynamic as I'm 30 and I
0: love that though I love that you're doing what makes you happy and I love that age doesn't it doesn't matter it's literally just number yeah no way (laughs) I still feel like 20 so it's
1: fine (laughs) I am not 30 but um Yeah, the age range is from 18 to, I'm the oldest one, 30.
0: Wow. Pretty wide. pretty cool, though. Yeah. Um, When you were, let's see, do we want to talk about anything else with dancing? So now you're in Miami, and you've just kind of been there since, right?
1: Yeah, now it's been two years. I moved to Delray, which is an hour outside of Miami, just because it's a little more quiet. It's like the
0: Hoboken of... New York City. Okay. Um, So I like. I'm in Delray. You're in Delray. We're both in Delray's. Yes. (laughs) In different states. Um, So tell me how you met your current boyfriend. I met my current boyfriend on another good old
1: app called Instagram. He was.
0: Wait, he hit you in the DM?
1: I followed him. And I don't like follow guys because. I just, I follow girls. I like to see what they're wearing, what they're doing, you know. And um, I saw him, and I was like, I need to have him 100%. So I followed him, and he he slipped into the DMs.
0: Okay, okay. Um, I love it. And now you guys are, what's his sign? He's a Pisces. Capricorn Pisces. That's a good match, right, I think? Yeah, it's a good match. He's um,
1: way different <laughs> than the ex. So it's a way better
0: match. That's great. And you're happy.
1: Yes, mm-hmm. I am.
0: Is he like born and raised in Miami or did he come in? <laughs> No. Th- I don't know if I could get
1: along with someone that was born. <laughs> <laughs> They're a certain kind, their own breed, and I don't understand it. I ain't respect it but I don't understand it. So he was born and raised in Ithaca, New York. So he's okay. um, a New Yorker, an <laughs> East Coast boy. Okay. <laughs> love him. Um, super similar upbringing, so just
0: a way better match. Way I love better. It. I love it. Yeah, so happy for you. So do you guys, do you think you're? It's, he's like the one? Yeah, I do.
1: It's funny because I actually went to, when I was with my ex, toxic ex, I went to a psychic because I was like, I just kind of want to hear someone else tell me that I'm not supposed to be with him because I think <laughs> that would <laughs> reassure me right. because during my gut and I went to the psychic like it was like 2014 and he said um that I'm not gonna be with the guy that I was with and he was like you're gonna end up with this super hot Italian kid and literally described him to a T and I was thinking like yeah like that's no way I can't I couldn't I really couldn't at that point picture breaking up with that guy
0: um and here we are here we (laughs) are nailed it that's good I'm glad you're happy how long have you guys been together
1: two years we met pretty much as soon as I first moved to Miami and it's
0: been three years that you've been on Miami dance team two two years yeah how has it been since like COVID what's going on <laughs> with that so weird
1: we literally found out in the middle of a game and our coach was like all right well see ya and we are like what and I think it, we thought the same thing. Everyone thought it would be like a week or two at most. And yeah, obviously in the beginning, there was absolutely nothing. And now they're trying to incorporate us with social and whatnot, but it's just, it's not the same. It's Are so you weird. Are still
0: getting paid?
1: Um, we're getting paid for whatever, like we do with social, mm. but um yeah, it's weird because I don't know what they're I don't know what they're gonna do with auditioning next year because right the season pretty much is starting up again kind of
0: soon. Yeah, so true. But yeah, that was my last year. Love that. Well, hopefully, I, I mean, I don't think anyone knows really what when things are gonna come back to normal or if anytime. Yeah, no, kind of just we're all rolling with the punches. Absolutely. Um, have you guys talked about like kids?
1: Yes, actually. Um, I, which again is like a foreign topic to me because with my ex, if that topic, marriage, kids was brought up, I was meant to feel crazy for what I was told that if for wanting those things, I was just trying to be like everybody else. So like, I was scared to like ever even touch on the subject.
0: But no, yeah, we we talk about it all the time wow that's great that's really great I'm not the type of person that always like dreamed of having kids like I have a little bit of a motherly instinct and I think I want them one day but I'm not like I need to have this many kids it's like when I find the right person I want to be so in love with that person that like we want to make kids together type of thing not like I need to have kids like it happens great with the right person but I'm not gonna like force it type of thing that's kind of always in my mindset that's a good mindset. I don't think it's, I think that's a healthy mindset. You, have you always like wanted kids or like a certain amount? Oh
1: yeah. I mean, when I was like super young, I was like by 26, I'll be married. <laughs> 27, I will be having uh baby number one. 28 will be baby number two. I thought I had it all planned out. And then once I hit 30 and realized, yeah, that's
0: not, that's not happening. It's- it's funny, because I do feel like in, in a lot of ways, 30 is kind of the new 20, or maybe like the new 25. What? It's been my favorite age so far. I think we're both just the right oh god, I would not go back to my 20s if someone paid me. Never. Never. I am so grateful for my 20s. I learned so much in my 20s, but like, I would not go back there. mm No. Things get better in your 30s, I promise, people. Things get better with age, for sure. Um, I had someone write in um, something, so I'm going to read it, and we'll give our advice on it. Cool. Okay, so she DM'd me, and so, if, like, I guess a fan or a listener DM'd me, and she wanted me to talk about shame over and I... And I was like, what's that? And she goes, so this happens to me every once in a while. She goes out and she has an awesome night with friends and maybe has too many drinks. Um, and the blackout starts the next morning. She freaks out about conversations or things that she did that she doesn't completely remember. The anxiety completely ruins the fun I had. She said, some people can just wake up and grab a coffee and laugh about it. She. um She has no idea how they do that. So what are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, this sounds kind of like a bad habit, like uh, a reoccurring thing. This is really interesting. I've never heard of this. Um, I think, again, your outer reality is a reflection of your inner reality. I think everything will always come back to your self image. And if you continue to find yourself in these bad patterns, and you keep telling yourself, you know, you're gonna black out and and you're gonna have anxiety in the morning. Then that's gonna be a reality because that's what you're telling yourself. Yeah. So you have to pick it up at some point and take that action. Maybe have a
0: few drinks. We'll start yeah. with that. It's also it's also drinking's tricky because a lot of people can't stop drinking once they start, and that's when you have to, yeah. you know, admit you have a problem and like maybe go to a twelve step program or something like that. If that's not the case, if you can actually manage it and you're just, you get carried away, for me, pausing always helps. And meditation has helped a lot with this. It's like when you meditate, you're able to pause and respond to people, to things, to situations better than react. So it's obvious that this action that you're doing, this over drinking and waking up with embarrassing, maybe embarrassing things that you did or worrying about embarrassing things like it's a pattern. So I would start meditating and I would like pause and that be the ability. It's like a muscle. The more you do it, it gets easier. So you'll be like, pause in the moment and be like, do I really want to drink that next drink? Or are we going to have a repeat of last time? I think drinking is great if you can do it socially, not getting to that point. But it seems at this point, it's really taking a toll on your life and getting stuff done so I would reel it in reel it in with the drink try something different
1: if it's like a friend group like you feel like you have to keep up and drink with the with the friends don't be afraid to you know make some changes and maybe find a different friend group that that doesn't feel the need to to drink
0: so much 100% I always say like people are always evolving and changing. So like you can grow yeah. people sometimes. Like I, for example, went, I had a dinner like earlier this week with people and it was fun and it was nice to get out because I'm kind of new here and it was nice to like have friends. But at the same time, like the conversation after, I was kind of like, ugh, like I don't want to be here. It's, it's, it's funny because like I'll get lonely sometimes, but then I also don't want to be, out with certain people because like everything's energy and the people you surround yourself with is energy so it's like sometimes it's better to just be alone and like suck up the loneliness and surround yourself with energy or you know yeah
1: I feel like a lot of the times when we have bad habits it's kind of like a warm blanket like a safety thing and I feel like to break out of that you just need to know that like you don't think about where else you have that comfort, where else you have that safety and how it doesn't make sense to get it with alcohol. You don't need it. You already have it.
0: For For sure. Yeah. And that kind of reminds me of that saying, like, I know we're talking about two different things here. We're talking about the alcohol thing. We're also talking about like being lonely, but like whenever you feel lonely, you're not alone. It's okay to feel lonely, but it doesn't mean you're alone. Like you still have yourself, you still have your family, you still have everyone in your life. And it I think COVID times makes it harder, but that doesn't mean you have to like throw yourself into situations that don't align with you and your goals and who you are. So you don't have to throw yourself into like a situation where people are small-minded or like excessively drinking if just because you're alone, like you don't need to do that.
1: And at the end of the day, no matter if you're in the best healthiest relationship or not, all you have is yourself and you really, you really got to get to a good place with self in order for everything else around you to kind of fill in and for be sure. a match. Do you
0: have a therapist, Erica? I don't. I,
1: I like to say I have like a spiritual, I, I like psychics and like healers because I just, for me, um, I just resonate more with that. I don't, I don't know why, but um, yeah. so I, I had like a spiritual.
0: I love that. Well, to me, it's like, you don't need a therapist, but as long as you have, I, I, it took me a long time to find a therapist that I, I gel with, and that, like, now my therapist, he's this gay guy from New York, we do, like, Zooms, and, like, he just gets me, and knows me, and, like, relationship, you
1: definitely, I would presume, have to connect.
0: Yes, and up until that point, I hadn't liked therapy, because I didn't find the right one, so a lot of it is, like, finding the right one, but also, if you have the ability to, like, do, do your own thing like have spiritual helpers or like find awareness in your actions and your patterns in other ways like therapy is not the end-all be-all I do think it's super helpful and I do think most people could benefit from one but again it's not like the only way to become aware of your actions sure. and patterns I
1: think but I one experience with one just because I needed actually I need a note for uh, my dog to, to be a service animal on the, on the plane. And so I went to one therapy session. I was just like, I don't think this would work for me. I felt like, I feel like with a lot of therapists, they're very just like traditional. They tell you what they were told they should tell you. And it's very, um,
0: yeah. Yeah, There's I just- disconnect. There's a disconnect. There's good therapists and bad therapists, just like yeah yeah anything. So make sure you find the good ones. You've had your dog for so long now.
1: I know. Well, it's been like, yeah, I think it's four years. I think it's between three and four.
0: I feel like you've had her for longer, but maybe not. So you know firsthand what it's like to like love an animal. So one of the reasons why, and there were many reasons why my co-host, ex-former co-host and I are not together anymore, but one It was when I took two months after living in New York, COVID hit. I took two months in New Jersey with my family because I knew I was moving to LA. And I was like, let me spend two months with my family because why not? And I, we have three dogs now, three dogs and one cat. I think they keep getting puppies because I'm not giving them any kids. I don't know. I'm the oldest, but they know not to pressure me. So like, whatever, keep getting puppies. But like, I have the strongest connection with these dogs. And after living there for two months, like I didn't want to leave. I was like so attached to these dogs and I still am. And so I was, I like, I like cried. I cried. Oh. yeah And I was like, and I told her, I was like, yeah, I, I just cried like hysterically, like I just miss my dog so much. Because like you don't want the dog to think when you're an empath or like an empathetic person, like you can even relate to a dog. Like I don't want the dog to think that I like abandoned it or that I don't love it anymore like whatever. <laughs> They're
1: more empathetic
0: than humans. Yeah, and- dogs are too good for humans. They're like the best. Okay. So I I, I, I was like, I just cried hysterically, and she's like, Yeah, that's like not functional. And I was like, What? <laughs> Does she have? I think it'll work. <laughs> Or an animal? Yeah, what, what'd you say? Does she have a dog or an animal? She does, which is why I'm like, you just must be heartless, so it's fine. I mean, that, was, that wasn't that was the whole reason, that was just like one of the red flags that started it, but yeah, you know what it's like. No, no, no. And I'll tell you though, before I had the dog, maybe
1: it would be, I, I understood people and their connection with their dogs, but like I had never grown up with a dog. Um, and I never really, I only felt that connection with like one cat I had, like when I was way younger. So when people were like my dog, my dog, my dog, I'd be like,
0: I get it. Right. I you can't. didn't get it. You didn't get it then, but now you it's do.
1: Child, I presume. And when I got my dog, I was like, Oh my God, I understand now. I, I know t- I, I never want to leave my house. Like I just, Oh my God,
0: she's delicious. And I love her. And I totally get so it. So From what I see of her. Um, I think we talked about everything. Did you ever go to Air One Market in LA? Yeah. So I think, what? I think once. So it's a very, for those of you who don't know, it's a very like sceney grocery yeah. store. There's a lot oh, really? of celebrities that go there. And everyone's always like staring at each other, like trying to see like, is that a celebrity? Is that a celebrity? But now, and and I never got like the full- LA experience when things were normal all I know is COVID time so everyone's in their mask and everyone's just eye fucking the shit out of each other because it's like who are you I can't see you with your mask on but are you a celebrity it's like everyone just literally it's like there's so much tension and sexual energy in there because everyone's just eye fucking the shit out of each other at Erewhon so there's that it's a a fucking scene here it's a shit show Yeah, you know, I've been,
1: like, going back and forth if I want to move back or not, just because I do miss it, and I do love the weather. I know, I know. I I just you cannot beat
0: L.A. weather, but
1: I don't know. I don't miss that. I'm not going to lie.
0: Yeah, it's a very also scenic. So, like, also, (laughs) here's the thing between East Coasters and West Coasters. I would never be able to live anywhere between, like, east coast west coast I don't think it's just like too slow pace for me but the difference between east coasters and west coasters is like we both have attitudes and we both are a little like have a little ego or like whatever and there's a lot of artists on both sides and everybody kind of wants something but the difference is LA people are mean behind your back and fake to your face and New Yorkers and like east coasters in general are just very like straightforward and yeah a real they're real, and they'll be like, "No, that doesn't work for me," or like, "I'm not a fan of that." Yeah. You know, like people are be like, "Yeah, yeah," like even if they think no, it's like, "Yeah," and then like they'll be like, "Oh no!" Like it's just oh, I can't deal with it. Oh my god, I cannot deal with the fakeness.
1: I know. Oh, do I you think- see staying there? What? Do you see yourself staying there?
0: Yes, I do. It's just an adjustment, but yes, yeah I do see my. I don't see myself leaving anytime soon it's just interesting because like it's an interesting dynamic of a type of person really there are good people here and that's not everyone but a lot of people are like that (laughs) yeah Uh, find your circle find your circle last thing so your current boyfriend dm'd you well you followed him and then he dm'd you or like whatever so I'm fine with people hitting people in the DMs. I think it's it's a tool, right? You can meet anyone anywhere these days and it's kind of cool. But my problem is, is when we have these dating apps, we have like Raya and Bumble and Hinge. A lot of my Bumble bees that I swipe left with, like I do not want them. They will then hit me in the DM and be like, I saw you on Bumble. I saw you on Bumble. I'm like- that's great but there's a reason why we didn't match <laughs> like I didn't find you appealing or attractive or I just there was something that didn't add up for me and right. I, made, I made the mistake once of he made such a big effort and I was like okay let me give it a try you can take me mm-hmm. in he like brought me this bottle of tequila he came to my door to pick me up I was like what is going on um and, and the conversation was great, but like obviously just really got a friend's vibe because I wasn't attracted to him like that or I would have swiped right. So here's the pro- here's the thing, gentlemen, if you're listening, ladies too, like if you don't match with someone on a dating app, like I don't think you should go running to the DMs because I think there's a reason why you guys didn't match. I, I not even lie to you.
1: I have done this. I have done this. I'm talking like, back in the tinder days uh two guys whatever a while ago okay and it just comes off one is like kind of desperate and two if you don't match like you said it's for a reason and what a lot of people don't understand is like we've talked about energy is energy and not only can you tell based off of a photo but you don't just because you haven't interacted with that person yet doesn't mean you're, you're not picking up on their vibe or their energy.
0: So if right. it's, not a, it's not a match, not a match, it's not a match, it's, but that's so funny. And I've done it too, but I think I don't, I could be wrong. It might be different when girls do it. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe it's not at all, but, um, I've done it to like fast in the process. Like I just want, but yeah. this came off a little desperate. So maybe don't do that. Or maybe, yeah. You're gonna hit someone in the M. Don't be like, I saw you on Bumble. <laughs> because... oh, like, you came up, floor being... <laughs> <laughs> I just... maybe we're giving bad advice, but okay. So, you yeah. launched a website this week, right? Yeah, this week, and I told the world about it this week.
1: I launched this Monday, November 2nd. Okay. So, tell us about it. Thank you. So, it's called Reset with Erica Taylor. It's an online membership, it'll be a library of workouts, meditations, and journal prompts. And basically I've been in the fitness and the dance industry now for many, many years. And I'm just, I've taken a little bit of everything I've learned along the way. And I have realized this applies to fitness and achieving your fitness goals, but it also applies to life. And I feel like a lot of trainers don't really talk about this, but you need to get to like the root. It's not just about losing weight. It's not just about you need to lose weight people are so much more than that. And again, I think the journal prompts in conjunction with the workouts and the meditations will really help people do that, get to the roots of of the issues, pull them out, heal them, feel them and grow. And, And I think that's the best way to achieve, you know, the most
0: real results. Yeah. And the most, um, long lasting results because yeah. so many times before I like worked in fitness and even after, um, yeah. I, I wanted, I did something, but it didn't last very long. It was like do it for two weeks and then quit because it's not sustainable. And also because I wasn't getting to the root of the issue, like, okay, why do I really want to change my body? Is it because I want to feel better? Is it because I want to look better? It's Like, different. literally, it's going to be different for everyone. Yeah. Um, it's like you really have to get to the root of that first before. It's like, yeah, it's mental you. yeah. And I, I love what you've put together because I think it's so important to connect like the mental and the spiritual aspect with the physical. So. It will
1: be truly really a mind-body-soul workout because I think a lot of us when we in when wanting to look a certain way, when wanting to lose weight, it's not... Losing the weight that you want—it's the emotion behind the losing weight. So it's just getting people to see, um, to see that, and to see how they already have those emotions, and they don't
0: need to lose the weight to feel that way. I love that. That's so special. Thank um, you. How's your mom? So Erica's mom used to take videos of us dancing for the nets all the time. We oh. like, like the team mom, Jill. How is she doing? Mom.
1: cookie. She's still doing her thing. She's still baking her cookies and reposting every little thing that I do. And she's still,
0: she's still a dance mom. We love her. She's the best. We'll tell everyone I say hi, um, and tell everyone where they can find you.
1: I'm on social across the board. It's underscore Erica, E-R-I-C-K-A Taylor,
0: T-A-Y-L-O-R and another underscore. Follow her, check out her new site and yeah, that is all. I might be doing the program. Your program sounds like something I need right now. The mental and spiritual. (laughs) Yes. Yes. But I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode as always like subscribe. Um, If you enjoyed the episode, it just helps us get cool guests on like Erica. Um, And, you know, DM me, let me know what you want to hear, what topics you want to hear. Um, how I can help you. I know today we we went a little all over the place, but that's what we do here. We go, we do everything. Um, Erica, thank you again for being here.